Hey, what's going on, saints of God? This is Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. So glad to have the blessed opportunity and privilege to be able to share with you my heart on this day, uh, Sunday, September the 13th, 2020. I hope everybody is continuing to navigate through this uh, crazy upside down world we're currently dealing with with this coronavirus pandemic or as we know it probably better by its nickname COVID-19 and so what I wanted to do is share some things that are currently on my heart that I think or I hope rather would be beneficial to those of you who have who have the time and the opportunity to listen but what I want to do before getting into my discussion is I want to pray that God would spirit fill me and then we can go ahead and engage in the discussion that I want to talk about so I'm going to go ahead and pray now heavenly father we thank you for this day a day that we have never seen before. Lord, you are good and your mercy does endure forever. I know that a lot of people's lives have been changed in an extraordinary way because of what we're dealing with, with this uh, coronavirus pandemic that is worldwide. I mean, according to statistics, over 800,000 people have died from this disease, this flu or whatever in the world it is. And of course, no vaccine has been completed yet as I speak. However, I hope that people that are quarantining themselves or calling it shelter in place or whatever the case it is that they're using every precaution not to spread this virus, especially to those who are compromised in their health and that have pre-existing health and medical conditions. Encourage our hearts, Lord, today that everything is going to be all right, but trials and tribulations is a part of life. It is part of the cup that we have to drink as believers and as people who don't know you. They have to drink a, a bitter cup too. They just don't know why they're drinking it. They're probably just chalking it up to bad luck or bad karma or whatever it is that they believe in. However, Lord, encourage our hearts. Help us to not run away from you because of the trials and tribulations that we're going through, but rather run to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So what I want to discuss in the next few minutes is the subject of to judge or not to judge. All right. To judge or not to judge. And remember the theme yet again, Matthew chapter four and verse four, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. All right. So once again, let's talk about judging. There's a popular saying and 
It will continue to be repeated over and over again for a lot of people. It's their mantra, especially those who are living a ungodly and a uncontrolled lifestyle. People that live ungodly and unrighteously and immoral will always tend to say, don't judge me. And they will back that up by saying only God can judge me. Is that entirely accurate? I've talked about I've talked about this before, I know, but once again, this is laid upon my heart and I feel the need to discuss it fresh again. All right. So just uh, bear with me and hopefully I can say some things that will help you. And of course, my premise, my always my launching pad is God's immutable and holy word. All right. So what I want to do is go to Matthew's gospel, the seventh chapter. I want to begin my uh, discussion there. And Jesus is speaking on the sermon on the mountain. He starts in chapter five and, and he concludes his sermon on the mountain in chapter seven at the end of the chapter. But I'm going to go to the beginning of the chapter. So Matthew chapter seven, and we're going to start with verse one. He says, do not judge so that you will not be judged for in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Verse three, why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye and behold, the log is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And once again, that's Matthew's gospel, chapter seven, verses one to five. So here Jesus is saying that do not judge so that you would not be judged. And if we carefully look at the context, what Jesus is saying is that you are, we are not to judge in a hypocritical way. And what does that mean? It simply means if I am trying to help somebody else with their problem, but I have a bigger problem myself, a bigger problem than the person that I'm trying to help, then according to the word of God, according to our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm a hypocrite. I'm two-faced. And I need to first deal with my own issue, and then I can see clearly to help my brother or sister with their problem. All right? So judging others is a very, very uh, sensitive thing, and you have to be very careful about doing that. So the next verse that I want to go to is in the gospel of Luke. And that's in chapter 17 of the gospel of Luke. And I want to read verse three. It says this, 
Jesus speaking again. He says, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. Now, in this sense, it's talking about a person who has offended you personally. And if they have offended you, then you are to rebuke them. And the word rebuke has several different meanings has several different uses it means to reprove it also can mean to uh, put somebody to shame because of their sin and it means also to convict so all those meanings and there are others that would go along with the word rebuke i mean there is there's instances in the bible where jesus rebuked demons to come out of a person that they were possessing. Uh, there was a case where Jesus rebuked uh, Peter and said, get, get, get behind me, Satan. He said that in Matthew chapter uh, 16, as a matter of fact. And the other places where the word rebuke is used. So there are, often, there are instances where we are to correct a sinning brother or sister. But let me explain to you the attitude in which we are to do that. So in order to discover how we're to do that, we're going to travel to the book of Ephesians and we're going to, we're going to go to chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, and we're going to go toward the end of the chapter. And I want to start at, let's see, verse I can find it. I should know where it is. Verse, I believe it's 28. And if it's not there, then I will have to make sure I locate it. But I believe it's starting with verse 28. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's start with verse 28. He who who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. And that is not where I wanted to go, but I believe that's a good word anyway. So what I want to do is find that that passage of scripture that I was making reference to where we are to uh, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. It actually is in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, but it is further up. All right. So that is the attitude in which we are to 
exercise rebuke, okay? As actually Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, it says, But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects and to him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building of itself in love. But I wanted to borrow the 15th verse of the fourth chapter of Ephesians to to express the way in which we are to speak the truth or or the way in which we should rebuke our brother and our sister. We do it lovingly. We don't do it in malice or in hatred or with some type of superiority complex like we're better than them. But because we love our brother and because we love our sister and we want to see them do well and we want to provoke them unto love and to good works when we all get out of line we should have someone that can pull us aside and say hey Adele what you did there was not cool you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have done that but if you do it in a loving way with a loving spirit because you're the the intent of your heart is to bring about a restoration in that person then that is the way we want to exercise rebuke it shouldn't have to be in a way that makes the person feel uh, bad or terrible worse than what they've already felt by committing the sin in the first place we don't want to kick a person while they're down and so there is a way that we should judge there is a way that we should rebuke but we need to do it in the spirit of love and we need to consider ourselves the bible says lest we also be tempted and i do know where that is that is in galatians chapter 6 it says this here in galatians chapter 6 says brethren if anyone is caught in any trespass you who are spiritual making reference to those who are mature christians restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness see once again that coincides with Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 where it says speak the truth in love all right each one looking to yourself or considering yourself so that you will not be tempted verse 2 I think is important too so I'll read it bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ verse 3 is even is also I think very key so listen to this one for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself but each one must examine his own work and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another so here is another passage of scripture and that's what i love about the word of god because it's so interwoven and intertwined even though it's a different book it's written by the same person the apostle paul but he's writing to a different audience i mean of course in the book of Ephesians, he's writing to the church at Ephesus, and in the book of, in the book of Galatians, he's writing to the churches that are at a location called Galatia. Hence the word, hence the name of the title, uh, the book of Galatians. So, like I said, this judging matter is a very, very sensitive topic because. We as individuals know that one person is essentially no better than the other person. And so when someone 
who is spiritual or claiming to be spiritual comes across to their brother or sister in such a way that makes them seem small or seem very diminutive diminutive you you put them down in a way that is that is disrespectful then what that tends to happen with baby Christians uh, immature Christians the sin they've committed they may pile more sin on top of that sin you follow what I'm saying in other words when they get caught up in a trespass they get caught up in sin they do something that it's not supposed to do and then somebody else comes along and rebukes them in an unloving way then what that tends to do is it it irritates them it takes them off and then what they do is instead of repenting they will do something even more worse to irritate the person that is rebuking them in a way that they shouldn't do it like i said if you're speaking the truth in malice instead of love if you're uh, not restoring them in a spirit of meekness but you're just hammering down in them like they've committed the most ridiculous unbelievable sin in the world like how in the world could you do that you're supposed to be a christian you don't you don't come at your brother and sister that way don't do that we are to love our brothers and our sisters we all mess up we all do wrong and whether it is done to you directly it says that you are to rebuke them you are to convict them because they they have done something that they shouldn't do according to what um, I just read in Luke chapter 17 verse 3 and it says if they repent forgive them and it says if they offend you seven times in a day and they come to you seven times and say hey forgive me we are to do it in other words it doesn't mean that they get seven chances and then after and, and then after the seventh chance you don't you don't uh, forgive them anymore seven is symbolically considered in the Bible a number of completion in other words you continue to do it you continue to forgive just like our good Lord forgives us over and over and over and over again his forgiveness toward us is inexhaustible and so if we're going to mirror his love and mirror his mirror his spirit and act like our Lord then we are to be forgiving over and over and over again so judging once again is a very sensitive matter it is something that we need to do definitely with love and with (laughs) the utmost care and with gentleness but we need to make it I think it's, it's very important that we make it clear to the offender that what they did was wrong what they did was hurtful and they can't get away with it because if we allow a person to continue to sin and then we sweep it under the rug then they in their minds I everything is good there's no need to bring up the matter anymore but at the same time it's important that if a person is done wrong that they that they're called on the carpet about it so that they have an opportunity to go to God and confess their sin according to 1 John 1 9 receive forgiveness 
of those sin, you know, that sin or sins and be cleansed of all unrighteousness. Amen. That's a good thing. And we want to be washed clean by God. And then if they have gone to God and confessed their sin after having been rebuked, then who are we to withhold our forgiveness? If God has forgiven them, then we must forgive. And we need to do that quickly, immediately with joy. And matter of fact, let them know that everything is good. Uh, love on them, hug them, give them a, give them a holy kiss and say, Hey, let's, you know, that's, that's done. Let's move forward from here because let's face it. None of us can change our past. All we have is right now, right? We cannot undo our mistakes. We cannot undo the hurt that we've caused to people. Only thing we can do is humbly implore their forgiveness, ask them to not count it against us. And then it's their obligation and their responsibility to receive that forgiveness and to move forward. And the only way that we can do this, I believe, successfully is that we have to be in the in the spirit and not in the flesh. So, yes, there are times where we should not judge, especially when we are dealing with a bigger problem than the person that we're judging. That's hypocritical. As I read to you in Matthew's gospel in the seventh chapter, there are times we do need to judge. There are times we do need to rebuke our brother and sister who's out of line, who's in sin. But remember, we have to do that in this in the spirit of gentleness and we need to do that in the spirit of love we don't hammer the gavel at them we don't you know cut their heads off proverbially so to speak we we talk about it we sit down we we uh, we we counsel with them and we say hey look what you did was wrong and uh, what you did was hurtful I, I didn't appreciate that I did not deserve that that's what I wanted to come to you uh, face to face and let you know, can can we pray on one another and ask God, go to the throne of God and ask God for forgiveness on your behalf so that you can be restored and that their spirit is no longer crushed. If a person who has committed a, a trespass and they're mature enough to receive the rebuke, they will be convicted they will go to God and say, hey, I, I, I blew it, the Lord. I blew it, Lord. Please forgive me. I've sinned against you and I've sinned against my brother and I've sinned against my sister. Forgive me. It's kind of like the whole thing with the, remember the, the account of the prodigal son in Luke's gospel. You know, he disrespected his father by demanding his inheritance. His father surprisingly gave it to him and he ran off to a far country, the Bible says, and he spent his his inheritance with loose living with prostitutes and then wherever country he went to he there was a famine in that land and he and he began to be in want so when the good times uh, uh left so did the the fake friends that he no doubt had and so he was regulated to feeding pigs because he attached himself to a a, a a citizen of that country and that, that person didn't want to have anything, have anything to do with him say hey you can feed my pigs and he was realized okay this is ridiculous uh, you know my 
father has day laborers that that are living better than me. They're they're getting bread every day, and I'm dying of hunger. I'm gonna go back to my father, humble myself, and say, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. You know, won't you just treat me like one of your hired services? I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. So he realized that he was living a a life that was um, nowhere near above reproach. It was a, a life of disgrace. And so he humbled himself and asked, implored his father's forgiveness. And his father graciously forgave him and returned him to a place of honor and to a position of sonship. So... When a person humbles themselves, when a person is sorry for what they've done and they have repented, who are we to withhold that, withhold forgiveness? We have to forgive. So I understand that the message of this, this discussion was about primarily about judging and not judging, but see how it's kind of morphed also into forgiveness. So let's be quick and ready and willing to forgive our brother and sister when they fall into sin, because when we fall into sin, we, we need that same compassion. We need that same uh, love when we fall into sin and we implore the Lord for forgiveness, which he will give to us if we're sincere and he knows whether we are or not. And when we, and for the person that we've offended, we also need to implore uh, their forgiveness. All right. That's all I wanted to say in regards to that. Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries, thank you for listening. We'll talk soon.